Well, 50 Cent may get money. I certainly don't because in January I got absolutely cleaned up with a number of my investments. And I thought I'd run you through what happened. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode of Money Mail from Keep the Change. We're into week number 93. I'm down doing business planning for next advisory in the Mount. It's been an absolutely stunning week weather-wise down here. It's really filled the bucket and I'm pumped up to get back and to continue to work on the things that uh, we are trying to achieve and a lot of the things that I teach you and talk to you about in terms of your personal capacity and finances and whatnot, we're doing exactly the same but on a business side so we're setting goals and we're stretching ourselves to think differently. We are figuring out how we can get in control of things that are changing and happening in the market, how we can stay ahead, how we can lead ourselves, how we can lead other people and how we can deliver value to the world. And that is uh, what I think helps us live a more fulfilling life and a more rewarding life as well. But each to their own. We're going to be talking about some uh, volatility in the market from January. And let's get into that because it was gnarly for a number of you, as it was for me. And in January, I lost $37,000 in investments. Now, we spoke briefly about how January wasn't very flash for investors a couple of weeks ago, and on the 31st of January, I was brave enough to pull up my financial position, which is something I suggest you do monthly, and I remember to do this as I have a calendar reminder, which I've taught you that tactic. If you need to remember things, put them into your calendar, get them front of mind, and get reminders in front of you so that you don't forget, because we're forgetful as humans, so we try and create some structure and actually do this, and when we go through and work out where are our assets, where are our liabilities, and am I making any progress? Now I started to key in what all of my investments were worth as of the 31st of January, and it became pretty obvious that the numbers were all less than when I had done this a month ago. So 31 January compared to 31 December, I was going backwards, and this can happen. And I thought that January was going to be a good month for me, as I'd saved some extra cash, and I built up some of my savings accounts, and my emergency fund and just sort of getting everything back in order after a little bit of an expensive time towards the end of the year and I'd still gone backwards. So my net worth, which is your assets less your liabilities, had gone backwards. $37,000 in net worth gone. I started to dig into it, my crypto, my stocks, my KiwiSaver, my sharesies, it had all shit the bed to put it politely. Well did I shit the bed too? No, not literally and not figuratively. Figuratively. Italy. I shouldn't have even written that word down because I didn't even know how to say it. But uh, there was no shitting off the bed, is what I can reassure you. Because this is a time for logic, not emotion. Now I think this year and next could be pretty bumpy financially, but I expect the next dec- decade to still see more advancement and improvement financially, especially if I stick to my strategy and do the things that, have m- that help me to lead a good, happy life. So what I'm saying is we're going to have years that things aren't going our way, the market's not going our way, and there's corrections, and we get beat up a little bit. But we've got to zoom out from those years and look at things in decade blocks and in longer time frames to remember that usually, as a society and with markets and things, we're always making progress. That's what humans are always chasing as a way to progress. So you know, don't get caught up in the weekly hype of something bad happening, say the Russians in the Ukraine, for instance, that's going to be bad for everybody and the markets react, and all of a sudden, you know, you've lost 10% of your net worth because the markets are all freaking out. But remember that that stuff eventually goes away, and people get on with their lives, and we keep making progress towards uh, a better world. 
in a better, better place, hopefully. I mean, obviously, some people would probably argue that we're not, but usually these things start to settle down and we get back on the path and it's a time for logic, not emotion. Now, it's looking oh, it's like looking at a toddler throwing a tanty in a supermarket, isn't it? Eventually, they settle down, don't they? So you would have all been shopping where you see some kid just absolutely losing their shit about not being able to have the chocolate bar in the sweet aisle or whatever, and they're throwing a tantrum, and you think, how embarrassing for those parents. Um, and you think, I wonder how long that's going to go on for. And that's what happens with the old markets every now and then. They throw a bit of a tanty because of not going, the world's not going the way that they uh, want it to go, and eventually that tantrum has to stop and we carry on. Now remember that investing requires long-term thinking. Just like I don't get too excited when my assets are increasing, I try not to get too unsettled when they're going backwards. So I don't think it's healthy to be checking your shares and your investments in your KiwiSave and all that stuff every day and getting massively excited about it because if you're not going to use those funds or actually access them, what's the purpose of doing that? Sure, it might be exciting, but you get caught up in the dopamine of awesome, this is all going well for me, and maybe you start making decisions in other areas of your life based on those things going well, which perhaps you're actually out of control of, and then when it's going the other way, you start to freak out and shit the bed. So think about whether you are checking your KiwiSaver every day and all the time and your shares and and you've really got no intention to use those funds, but you're doing that every day. So why? You know, why are you doing that? And how do you respond to the swings and the highs and the lows uh, of those investments that you hold? Now, KiwiSaver, for example, I, I can't touch mine for 30 years. So why am I going to stress over the swings and the roundabouts? You know, it's different if you need your KiwiSaver to buy a house soon, as an example, and we've spoken about that previously. So that's why you need to tune into someone smart like Adam from Compound Wealth who he provides that as a service. And so he's providing advice around that and around how to manage your KiwiSaver for your risk profile and for the length of time in which you're going to need that KiwiSaver. So yes, it was great for the banks to introduce a way for people to be able to check their KiwiSaver balance by logging into the internet banking. But what good actually comes from that? Because you can't access it anyway. So every time you log in, you're thinking about something that's not even really yours for a long time. And that can either be healthy for you or unhealthy. So you need to figure out whether that's actually serving a purpose or not. If you hate to see that it's going backwards, you might think, oh, bugger this, I'm not going to contribute anymore. And then you forget about it and you then just miss months of actually contributing to your eventual financial stability towards the end of your life and your retirement. But that's just an example of how some of these things can be designed to be quite exciting for us, but they end up um, working against us negatively. So keep an eye on that and get some advice around your KiwiSaver if you need to. Now, January was actually one of the worst months for the NZX50 since March 2020. Now, we all know what happened in March 2020. It starts with C and rhymes with Movid. Now, if we remove that month then January 2021 was one of the worst months for the NZX50 since February 2019. Shit, I just realised I was supposed to put January 2022. We're in 2022, people. Uh, Even I need to remember that. So January 2022 was one of the worst months for the NZX50 since February 2009. So that's why I say 
zoom out and look when things are going bad, how long they've been going bad for. If they've been going bad for a long time, we've got a bad thing, whatever it is in our life. But if it's just a one-off, sometimes we just need to cop it and continue on with it. Now, it won't always be exciting to check your share values, so you need to remember why you bought them in the first place. We've done an entire lesson on this, the actual purpose for which you're investing and why you're buying the things that you're buying. Always ask yourself why you're buying the things that you're buying and have some justification, even write some notes down. Now, you're not gambling, you are investing. Don't get caught up in the trashy news headlines and do anything too rash, okay? So you don't want to let these bumps in the road put you off your investing altogether. I don't want to do my financial position and realise that I, my net worth has gone backwards, 37k in January and go, oh I'm done with investing, I'm done with all these good habits I've built, this is ridiculous, how could this happen, this is just a bump in the road and everybody's facing it at the same time and it's better to accept that these things are going to happen and continue to do the things that are serving you well and continue to repeat those things for a longer amount of time and when things start to return back to normality, then we quickly forget how bumpy those rough times have been. So don't get too caught up in all of the headlines because it's going to be volatile and it's probably going to be volatile for quite a while. So you know, be careful of what you're consuming. Now last week I made Keep the Change Night School a free resource to access for anyone who wants it. It's over 20 chapters of learning on an e-platform. There are videos, webinar replays, activities and questions to get you thinking about your finances this might be perfect for someone who's keen to do some learning. So you can access that at keepthechange.co.nz forward slash nightschool dash v2. You're not going to remember that. So go into the blog or social media and find the link and copy and paste it and you'll be able to log in. It will give you a unique login and that is yours. And basically you can come back anytime and work through all of the resources that are there. I've had a great meeting yesterday whilst here in the Mount with a business owner who is keen to support and actually cover some of the cost of hosting this platform. So there you go. You make things free that are valuable and someone appreciates what you're doing and they want to find a way to be able to help you too and they're going to get their staff to work through some of these resources and some of these podcasts. So uh, that's very rewarding for me and I'll tell you more about that as I have all that confirmed up. But in the meantime, I have an outstanding weekend, a very quick lesson today because I've got a lot of work to do on um, the next advisory front, and so I want to rip into that. Uh, but hopefully you've taken something from this lesson. Just remember that we're going to see bumps and we're going to see volatility, and it's all part of investing. So PSU are one of 5,235 recipients. Is there someone you could forward this to? Now, the other interesting thing that we saw last week was that minimum wage moved from $21.20 from the first... Uh, it moves to $21.20 from the 1st of April. It's currently $20.00. Now that's going to impact over 300,000 workers who are currently paid less than $21.20. Now that 6% increase matches our current rate of inflation, so people could argue that they are no better off in real terms. What I mean there is that if people are on minimum wage and they're getting a 6% pay increase, effectively the things that they were buying a year ago were 6% less expensive. Now, now they're 6% more, so they're not actually gaining anything in real terms because the money that they're now going to be earning can only buy the same things that they could buy 12 months ago. So there's a little bit of an argument that this minimum wage increase doesn't really combat anything for people on minimum wage, but it does impact a number of people because 
it's not just the people that are on minimum wage that get a pay increase, it is the people that sit between $20 and $21.20, so that's around 300,000 people. Now I think there's about 160,000 people that currently get the minimum wage, but this is going to impact 300,000 people, so it's a lot of people, and I've already had a business owner message this morning since reading the Keep the Change email that went out this morning at 9am, and basically say that it is a... The increase in minimum wage is a $180,000 to $200,000 expense increase for their business. And the finishing line was, we're going to now have to find that somewhere. So you can imagine what's going to happen with these prices, oh, these wages going up, we're probably going to see prices going up as well. But we'll dig into that deeper another time. Again, a very quick lesson for you this week, but keep your learning up and Keep doing the things that are good for you over a long period of time rather than just looking at one month of bad results, i.e. January, and going, nope, I'm going to shit the bed. I'm done with this. I'm not investing anymore. I've had enough. All right, we'll see you next week.